Hello and welcome. It's us, Paul and I, talking sports with you. I'm Jason. This is Paul. How's it going, guys? Uh, beautiful start to November. If you're in uh, the Midwest, uh, November 1st, beautiful weather. This forecast for all this week and uh, might be our last uh, week before winter sunset, but we'll take it when it comes. So, Yeah, yes, we will. And we've got our sports, our fall sports to take care of we're going to be talking world series we got some nba stuff that's happening we got college football and nfl week eight but let's start with the nonsense in the world series houston astros added again framber valdez sketchy actions getting caught on camera blown up all over twitter putting the sticky stuff juice jack in the ball or whatever I don't I don't know what he's doing to it either way they've only won the one game they did manage to the Phillies that is did manage to win game one Crazy. yes uh, tremendous come five run uh, comeback and uh, couldn't quite pull it off in the second game but um so this is the first I'm actually hearing about this. Uh, I'm going to let you lead on this uh, Velez uh, thing. I know the Astros have a history of cheating, and I personally will never trust them again to be a uh, clean organization. But do you, you have more on this Velez thing. Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, let's see, it came up on Twitter. Let me get the exact source here that I saw it from. <clears throat> from Hard Rock Sportsbook had this tweet. It's just a, you can clearly see it and if you get in the audio, but he's just rubbing, he's got stick him on his head. You can just tell he's doing something weird. It's not like, it's, it's not normal. And it's just the Astros being the bleeping Astros again, right? Like they just don't, they, this is their approach to the game, I think. They're just always trying to do this stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's everywhere and other players and teams aren't as obvious about it or don't get caught as much. I know the they're hardly the only team with a cheating scandal in recent history. The Cardinals, I think, had something going on. I forget the details exactly. Maybe you probably remember more about it. But... I mean, we'll see. Now I just kind of want the Phillies to win just on principle. Uh, it's just not a good look, regardless of what's going on here. It's not a good look for Houston. See, like like I said earlier, I, I will never trust Houston again. I've been on the anyone but Houston bandwagon for from the get-go uh philly like we said managed to come back in game one uh the game yesterday got delayed because of the uh, rainstorm in philadelphia uh they play they're starting uh first pitches in about 40 minutes from now for game three they're in philly for two phil uh philly can take uh two at home they're in 
really good shape to uh, take one of the last three. I just, I just hope that happens. I guess I'm just, I'm just over Houston and all this bullshit and it's, it's not good for baseball. It's, I just, I, I think baseball is just hoping that Philly can pull this off and Houston can just go away. And yeah. it's, I, I, I don't even know what else to say about it. I mean, it's, it's not a good look for baseball. It's, yeah, yeah. This is also the same sport, though, that, like, apparently is cool with Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa doing what they did. I, I, I don't even know. Like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I guess. And, it, I mean, it's... There, there's been these things throughout baseball. I mean, going back, I mean, Ty Cobb was a racist asshole. He's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Pete Rose bet on baseball. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He probably never will be. The The steroid guys aren't getting in. It's But they're in the record books. They are in the record books, and that that's the thing is a Hall of Fame is is supposed to be about the history of the sport, correct? Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the players who perform the sport at the highest possible level, right? Yes. And so my thing is the steroid guys, I mean... Pete Rose is the all-time hit king. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Put him in on his plaque. Just spell out that he bet on baseball while he was managing the Reds. He's one of the greatest hitters of all time, but he cheated the sport. Or he didn't even cheat the sport. He tried to profit off it when he probably wouldn't have. He's denied ever betting against the Reds and so the tanking as or the tanking your team aspects is not there. I don't think I don't know. I don't know what you do. I, I just know a Hall of Fame is supposed to be about the history of the sport and you can't have the history of the sport with baseball told without Pete Rose and those steroid guys. I don't know what you do, but the hall of fame is supposed to be about the history of the sport. You have to include those guys in whatever fashion you have to do it. You have to do it. Well, sure. But in the like scope of the Astros cheating, like, is, I mean, what's really going to happen to these guys? They go on and win a World Series. They ain't going to Reggie Bush them and vacate their championships. We're not going to do that. No. So what's, what are they that... really losing? They'll lose some money. Somebody might get fired. But they all made a bunch of money with a successful franchise winning World Series, and that stuff isn't going to go away. 
So what's See, really going to happen? You, you bring up a good point. That, that's the thing about the Reggie Bush and getting his Heisman taken away. I watched with my own eyes mm-hmm. him have 570 yards against Fresno State. Mm-hmm. I saw him do things that I've never seen a running back in college football do before. Mm. You can't take that away. Mm-hmm. But the, even like with, then it's so silly that we're even having to like make a comparison like this because Reggie Bush took some money. That's all he did. These guys, these Astros and like the steroid guys, they're, they're straight up cheated. They put in a cheat code and thought it would be, you know, everybody would be cool that they won. Yeah, because you put in a cheat code. That's not even the same thing as taking money and then going out and actually just playing football. And they want to take away Reggie Bush's accomplishments, but the, but like none of these other guys. It's just so ridiculous. This is one of the, one of so many reasons that baseball is like not doing so great lately. Hey, hey, hey. They're 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 not connecting with the younger fans, and I don't know how you can solve that. I mean, well, it's you a, can't it, even take them seriously if they're all out here cheating like this. If you want to tell me all the teams are doing this, then come on. Then what's going on? What are you even doing? Yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know if baseball has a solution. I mean, I I I still love watching baseball. I I love the sport, but they have to find a way to solve their many issues. Mm-hmm. The, the cheating aspect, the not connecting with younger fans, their fan base is old and dying off. They've got to find a solution with for this or they're going to be they're going to fade. And I don't know how you how they can solve this, but baseball's got a lot, a lot of issues. The the actual games have been exciting this playoffs uh one more thing we before we move on uh david stearns the brewers uh gm stepped down um so they have the brewers have a new uh gm in place good luck to him i hope uh Anacio, uh starts spending money because he has to. Yeah, it's got something's got to give right after the way this last season ended. Man, and the just the hater move, everything about it is just is not good. Just no. not good. And then right, to w- watch the Phillies be able to get hot and get into the World Series. Eesh. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's- Let's move on from baseball. Uh, we got some basketball news to talk about. We do. Uh, Steve Nash is out in Brooklyn after the absolutely tumultuous uh, off season. Uh, Durant said he wouldn't play for Nash anymore. Uh, 
the Nets owner did not budge. And after a two and five start, Nash is out. And then the surprise, the surprise move, it hasn't been official yet, but they are bringing in Ime uh, uh, Adoko from Boston, who suspended him for the season for we still don't know exactly what he did but there's a lot of rumors going around but is it is this actually gonna help boston at all or is this is boston season's done already boston you mean brooklyn or, uh, Br- Brooklyn? okay I yeah apologize. uh bro- yeah i mean they're still so early i mean if if udoka if udoka can go, come in there actually you know get him playing yeah there's plenty of time left he only played like seven games so i mean that can happen they have talent on that team but i mean the season's already started they kind of got to get cracking the east is not i mean the top end of the east is a dangerous place but that being said like the middle is pretty open like they can still make the playoffs pretty easily given their situation, you know, right in the middle, you got wizards and the Hornets and the bulls all trying to make the, <laughs> make the play in tournament. Like they can work their way back up. No problem. So if, if they can get a turn, if coach can get a turnaround, sure. They got to figure out what he's got a tall task ahead of him. I mean, Durant's, solves itself as long as you give him the ball and he's making buckets. But what do you do with Ben Simmons? Like that dude has gotten worse. How can he get worse? He can't he can't pay a basketball to get in the basket. Like it's insane how how bad he he is at making points. It's ridiculous. Well, and not not only that I, I think everyone knew he was going to struggle struggle on the offensive end, but he can't even play defense. Yeah, I mean, what what use is he on the court? And then you have we won't get into the whole Kyrie situation. Ooh. I mean, Kyrie is we all know what he is at this point, but he he's isn't a, playing. He isn't a, playing great. He is a provocative person. We'll call him. Yes, <laughs> but he's not playing great now, right now. I mean, D- Durant is who he is. I, I just, I, I feel like that team is just so combustible. They, yes, they have tremendous talent, but I, I very much doubt that they can get it together. And, but at the same time, like you said, you look at the East. Outside of, I mean, Milwaukee's six and all. They've got uh, picked up a win against Pistons last night. They've got another one against Pistons uh, tomorrow night. You would think they would go to seven and all. Cavs are five and one. Uh, Boston's four and two. I mean, outside of that, there's really not a lot of surprises. Uh, Brooklyn's can get back in Miami's two and five they're struggling right now but you think they'd get it together 
and then in the West, or any any thought any overall thoughts on the East? I guess before we get to the West. No, no, the West is kind of West has got its own storylines going on, right? Like Blazers are five and one. I guess that's strange. They just went from <laughs> being the worst team in the West to all of a sudden like, hey. We're in playoff contention now, I guess. Okay. Jazz again, are still they, putting it together. On, they've got some talent on that team. but mm-hmm. Jazz are still putting it together despite offloading their two best players. Spurs are putting together a solid start. Pels, the Pelicans are obviously, I mean, the, I think the Pelicans are just going to. They're going to be strong this year. I I agree with that. I think we all agree with that last week. Uh, Golden State, three and four, struggling a little bit. Kind of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, Clippers at three and four. Mavs are, Mavericks, three and three. Again, it's early in the season, but uh, Lakers, one and five. <laughs> I don't think anyone's surprised by that. I am. Uh, I mean. Are, are you? Okay. I didn't. Like I picked them to make the playoffs this year. Like I thought they'd put it together, at least like limp in. <sighs> Again, how does this get worse? I, I can't I I couldn't imagine their situation getting worse and somehow it has. But again, super early. Nothing in the NBA really matters till Christmas anyway. No. No. I mean, unless you don't win a game before Christmas, then, <laughs> then you that, might then be in pro- trouble. Then you're but... probably in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, any any other overall thoughts about uh, the NBA before we move on? I mean, uh, it's, like you said, it's super early. There's teams struggle at the beginning. Exactly. I mean, and there, until, there's not a lot to say at this point. And until some, like... A team makes a big move or something. This, unless they're going to do it this early, it's, yeah. There's, it's so hard to take anything from such a small sample size outside of hey, Bucks are six and zero. Oh, that's you know, speaks speaks a lot. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. Um, moving on, we have some college football updates for you. Uh, last week was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we had uh, Florida competing with Georgia. Georgia got off to the big start. Uh, Florida came back, got it to within three, and then Georgia kind of pulled away at the end. Uh, Ohio State was struggling against Penn State. Uh, Penn State actually had the lead going into the fourth quarter, and then Ohio State again kind of pulled away. Uh, Tennessee kind of put it on Kentucky, setting up the uh, huge game that we'll talk about uh, shortly. Uh, Oregon got a nice win against Cal. Uh, TCU remained undefeated against Virginia. And against against uh, West Virginia. Or West Virginia. West Virginia. Thank, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, UCF, uh, University of Central Florida, uh, got a win against Cincinnati, giving Cincinnati two losses, losses on the season. 
Uh, anything else standing out to you? From last week? Well, I mean, not really. Everything kind of went to chalk, right? No real surprises. I guess Louisville beating Wake Forest, but did anybody th- really think Wake Forest was going to be good? Yeah, not really. You know, no. like, that's not a thing that happens, so I get no the, real surprise. I guess the one that stands out to me, uh, Kansas State, 48 to nothing against Oklahoma State stands out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Historic beatdown against uh team that I I thought could have been in, in the mix for uh at least a top six bowl, but yeesh, yeah, not after a game like that. Also, Notre Dame putting the wood to Syracuse. Yeah, after a Syracuse hot start. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, outside, you know the. Nothing really exciting. You, you, I mean, you touched on the one thing. Penn State kind of gave Ohio State a run for their money. But other than that, just another week of college football getting closer and closer to conference championships. Yep, and then the uh, week before that, the, uh, the rivalry games. Uh, mm-hmm. This week we have uh, the big one. Uh, Georgia and Tennessee. Oh, these must be updated rankings. Uh, let me see if I can. Because the uh, first uh, college football rankings were coming out right now. Oh, Tennessee is number one. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson are your top four. Michigan at five, Alabama six. So. They did move Tennessee to number one, and they've got a huge game at Georgia this weekend that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Clemson goes to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's struggling a little bit this year, but Alabama goes to number 10, LSU. Where do you see... Tennessee having number one. Uh, they uh, the rankings just came out. Where, where are you seeing that though? Uh, everything ESPN. I'm seeing doesn't say that. Uh... ESPN's main page has it. What am I looking for that I couldn't find it? I don't understand. Uh, anyway. Well, where is it? No, that's an article, but it doesn't have... Oh, it's the stupid video. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, this must have... Just oh yeah, this was like half an hour ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Tennessee, yeah, number one. Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, and then Michigan and um, Alabama as five and six. So I'm assuming I'm assuming TCU seven then. CFP rankings. 
There's what I wanted. Jesus. <laughs> okay, yeah. So to round out the top 10 after Alabama, TCU 7, Oregon 8, USC is number 9, and LSU at 10, actually. Huh. Interesting. Man, LSU's been... They love to just jump up and down these rankings. They really do. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. There's the college current college football playoff rankings. Hot and fresh for you. Anything else on the <clears throat> college football landscape? Um, no, we move I mean, on? I guess just the, uh, the huge one against uh, Tennessee, Georgia, and then Ohio State, Michigan are going to settle that in a few weeks Mm -hmm. in the game uh clemson has a couple tests but they look like they're set and then just alabama uh they're probably not going to lose to lsu oh one thing i did want to touch on was the uh the michigan uh michigan state uh debacle at the end Mm. of the game Yes, the brawl in the tunnel after the game. Yes. Yep. Um, eight eight player eight total players have been suspended from Michigan State. I believe that they should not be on the team anymore. They should be dismissed from the team. How do you feel about that? Given like the video I saw looked pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's, I don't know if you can kick them off the, if you should kick them off the team for that. If this is like a once, you know, this happened one time deal. Like if, if a player has a penchant for starting shit and, you know, doing this kind of thing, yeah, it might be something you have to look into. But like these are young, young kids and young men and kids, like 18, 19 years old in some cases. So, you have to take a look at it as like an educational thing too. Uh, should they be suspended? Yeah. I mean, should they be suspended for the rest of the year? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> you know, but I don't know that you should like, like uh, necessarily kick them off the team. If they were to get kicked off the team, I wouldn't argue, you know, that, that I wouldn't say, Oh, that's too harsh, but, I think we have to understand that these are kids in many cases and they you can look at this as an educational moment. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about it that way. Um I a- after looking at the video, I I thought obviously suspensions I I didn't I didn't think they would go. I don't I mean, and it's still time, but I guess I tend to agree with you. I I don't think if they're suspended for the year, I'm not going to be shocked. But I don't think you necessarily take away their scholarship or kick them off the team. It's it's just it's an ugly scene that should not happen. But it is a rivalry game. There are passions with these young kids. I think there's a middle ground that you can take that. Okay. Suspend them for the year. Welcome them back next year. Maybe Mm -hmm. some 
educational counseling, something like that. Sure. I guess that's how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. other than that, uh, college football's chugging along, and uh, you want to bring us to the big show. Big show, the NFL Week 8 Review. All right. Uh, all right. Well, we'll start here. Um, the Packers Bills, twenty-seven to seventeen. Obviously, Green Bay going to three and five. Bills going to six and one, looking great. I'm I'm not giving excuses, but I, there was some positives from this game that I'm going to take away. The running game opened up a little bit. I think part of that had to be had to do with the how the Bills were playing them. Regardless, they had 195 total rushing yards. Good sign. They held the Bills to six point or three points in the second uh, half. Romeo Dobbs had a really nice uh, touchdown catch. I guess I'm at this point, I'm just taking positives away. I'm not looking at the negatives. They have mm-hmm. uh, Detroit next week in Detroit. Yeah, it should be, a, should be. A if they, if they lose them. that one, then the sky is falling, but oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I, they, they looked better than I thought they were going to coming out of that game. I guess that's what I'll say. Yeah, especially after the <laughs> like they went down fourteen nothing real real quick, and it didn't look it, it looked much worse, you know, at first. But they were able to you know right the ship, do some things, come back in the second half, play them a little better. I don't know how much of that was Green Bay gaming up or Buffalo throttling down. It's hard to say. I mean, Buffalo still looked like the number one offensive and number one defensive team in the league. They're, they are clearly that. But the Packers, yeah, I mean, they got to figure it out. They, they got to figure something out. They, they looked all right at the second half, but that's when you're down 20 points. You know, that's not the same as coming out and, you know, trying to win a game. We'll see if they can, you know, kind of get the get the uh, whole machine lubed up after a a nice nice game against the Lions' porous defense. Yeah, like like I said, if 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 they lose in Detroit, then the sky is falling, and you might as well tear the whole thing apart because. Another team that is mightily struggling. Uh, Tom Brady's uh, Buccaneers go down to the Ravens on Thursday night, 27 to 22. You want to hit this one? Well, I mean, they did put up 22 points. That's honestly pretty good sign if you want to talk about good signs and losing games. They still got to figure out how to keep Tom Brady off his back. But, I mean, 
it's the it's Tom Brady. I assume he'll do something. The team in front of them in the division is for is only a game ahead of them, and it's the Falcons who I don't know. They've been playing real scrappy, but I don't know how much how long they can maintain that level of play before they just end up like five and twelve. So yeah, well, we're we're gonna break down a few more games for you guys, and then we'll get to uh our uh. Basically, yeah, well, half, halfway point of the season, kind of yeah. wrap up. Uh, one game I did, one other game I did want to mention. I mean, there's a couple, but uh, the yeah, the Fel- the after mentioned Falcons and Panthers went to overtime, thirty-seven to thirty-four. DJ Moore with an incredible, incredible touchdown with twelve seconds to go. And takes his helmet off mm. on the field, jumps into the stands, costing his kicker 15 yards. He misses the game-winning extra point, goes into overtime, misses another uh, kick from, I believe it was 38 or 40, something like that. Falcons come down, kick the game-winning field goal, but... DJ Moore, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And for those who aren't aware, you cannot take your helmet off on the field of play in the NFL. It's a flag. It's it's stupid, and it's a flag. It is a dumb rule, but it is still the rule. And man, did that cost them. And not just during the play, either. It's like, this is after the play, after a touchdown. He's celebrating. He takes his helmet off, and they're like, ah! Oh, you were fine until you took your helmet off. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's a dumb rule. It goes back to, uh, if you guys remember, Favre uh, taking off his helmet, running across the field during the Super Bowl 31 against the Patriots. I believe that's where that rule originated from. Okay. But... um. Your your dolphins get a nice win against the lions. Yeah, I would have liked to have allowed less point, less than twenty seven points, but hey, a win's a win. Yeah, um, they did just uh, dolphins did just pick up uh, Brad- Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, very very nice pickup for you guys. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, they made a couple of moves right before the deadline. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 49ers get a nice win against the Rams. Uh, 31 to 14. Ram- Rams, Packers, and the Bucks all uh, on paper favorites for the NFC. All three at three and five struggling. Or Rams are three and four. They had their bye week already, but uh, Seahawks continue to look impressive they're five and three they get a nice one against the giants who are six and two uh the browns last night uh basically smother the uh Bengals mm-hmm. until the fourth quarter man joe burrow couldn't do a damn thing last night he no. they, that whole first half he was just getting harassed oh man yeah that their offensive line they've put some resources into it but it's not looking like it's 
any better than it was last year. Mm. Um, Eagles get a big win against the Steelers. They're 7-0, surprisingly. Well, I, I don't know how surprising that I, is. I don't know how surprising it is. I, I think it's a surprise that they're undefeated at this point. Yeah, but... that they haven't dropped one of these. But these are all teams they should be beating that they've played. Um, the the Saints blank the uh, Raiders. They had no offense whatsoever. I think... Uh, yeah, they didn't even attempt a field goal in that game. No. They didn't even they didn't even have a chance to try to score points. That's, that's I don't think absurd. they cu- I don't think they cut uh got past midfield until the fourth quarter. That's how anemic their offense was. Not not pretty. Um any other games we should touch on before we get to our uh uh, preview standards. Oh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, Giants losing is what it is. The rest of the games are kind of, you know, toilet bowls like Commanders, Colts, who cares? You know, stuff like that. Vikings did uh, pull it out against the Cardinals, kind of proving that the a little more proof that the Cardinals aren't quite as good as everybody thought, and the Vikings are a little better than everybody thought. Yeah, let's let's get to that. You want to uh, let's start with the AFC. Okay. We got the uh, Bills on top of the East. We got the Ravens on top of the North. We got the Titans on top of the South. We got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs on top of the West. Um, I. I don't think any of those teams are going to lose that position. I think all three of those are going to be division winners. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that right now, looking at it. I mean, I would say probably the Chiefs are in the most danger, uh, simply because the Chargers are only a game behind them. And, I mean... Chargers can play as well as any team out there. They just have to, you know, they're just so do inconsistent. It. Yeah. yeah, and they just lost Mike Williams. He's he's out. He's probably going to go on injured reserve for Keenan a couple Allen's of weeks, been so. out for who knows when mm-hmm. he's coming back. So losing to your two best uh, targets for your young quarterback Justin Herbert, not good, but. They, if they can maintain, you know, Mike Williams comes back in a few weeks and they can get that whole thing sorted out, they could, you know, push the Chiefs. But the Chiefs would have to – it's more dependent on the Chiefs screwing it up than the Chargers actually, you know, blowing past them. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think the Chargers are most likely going to be a wild card team. Yeah. So for the wild cards – I think I think the Dolphins are going to get it be one. I think the Chargers are going to be one of them. And I'm going to take the Bengals just cuz I don't trust the Colts to turn this around at all. I don't trust the Broncos to get going. I think the Jets are going to slide a little bit. So, I'm going to say the my my prediction right now is going to be 
Cincinnati, the Chargers, and the Dolphins are all going to get wild card slots. Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. Uh, the Colts, I, like you said, I have seen nothing to make them think, make me think that they're going to actually do anything. The Jets are the Jets, man. They're not. They are not going to maintain this. They just aren't. So that leaves the Dolphins. And, and as it stands, the Jets would be in right now, but they're no, no. I don't have any faith in that team. So outside of Dolphins, Chargers, Bengals, yeah, they as the Super Bowl, you know, runners ups. You'd think they would, you know, at least be vying for it. I think. The Chargers, or not the Chargers, the Jaguars might, if they can do some stuff, they could pull ahead. I, of I think they're the Colts, a little behind but... the eight ball. I, I, I like the way they're playing, but that two and six record, it's yeah. gonna be tough for them to. They'd have to go on a really big run. But I actually, I honestly have more faith that they would buy for a playoff spot than Indianapolis would. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on that sentiment absolutely. I mean, you you bring in Matt Ryan and you bench him for a rookie <laughs> midway through the season. Oh man, Ugh. not pretty, not pretty. <laughs> All right, so that's that's your AFC for you. Uh, the NFC, what we're, what are we looking at? Uh, the Eagles are on top. The Vikings are on top in the North. The jumbled mess of the NFC South. The, the Falcons currently lead that division. And then the West, the Seahawks are somehow on top. Geno Smith looks great. Yeah. Um, I still think the Niners are going to take that division. Just the, with uh, CMC coming in, yeah, Chris I think McCaffrey, that offense yeah. is going to be really good. I don't know if the Seahawks are going to be able to maintain this. I still think the Buccaneers are going to take the South somehow. Minnesota is not losing the lead in the North. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to be taken down. I do think so I do so I think Dallas and the Giants are both going to make it into the playoffs as wild cards. So that leads us, leaves us. I think it comes down to the Rams, Seahawks, the Saints, and the Packers fighting for that last wild card. Oh, that's super generous of you to give the Packers some play right there. That's it, they're still in it. They're still in yeah, it. Yeah, so are by the, the Bears. New... Yeah. Unless you want to, yeah. I mean, that last wild card slot is coming down to a terrible team just backing their way in. There's mm. no two ways around it. So, well, I don't know. I mean, you've got the Giants and the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Rams. I mean, the Rams aren't a terrible team. They just got to, they shouldn't be a terrible team. I mean, Matt Stafford looks. Looks weird, weirdly old all of a sudden. Uh, and they got, you know, I think once they can get him to stop throwing the ball to the wrong team, which I think they can do, he's a good enough quarterback. They'll figure it out. I think the Rams are a safe bet to make the playoffs. Uh, 
the Giants, the Cowboys. I just, man. If even if the Giants and the Cowboys both make it, and everybody's like, "Oh, the NFC East, look at them, they're killing it." Neither one of those teams is doing anything. They're gonna lose in the first round. So I, I honestly just, yeah, they're probably both the Cowboys and Giants are gonna make it on the merits of the rest of their conference being garbage. <laughs> but that's an understatement. <laughs> but. They're just going to, they're going to be, you know, I have lipstick on a pig, man. It's still not, it's still just an average team. You tell me that you tell me the Cowboys and the Giants are just as good. No, no, the Cowboys are obviously a better team, but they're not even worth like really a six and two team. I don't know. I have no faith in either one of those teams. In fact, I would go as far to say that I would believe the Rams will win a playoff game this year before either the Cowboys or the Giants do. I I would I would agree with that. I I just think that the I don't know if the West is just beating themselves up or if they're not as good on paper as we thought they were. And then the opposite in the East I mean, mm-hmm. both of us thought that the East was going to be absolute garbage this year, and look at what look what's happening. Yeah, I, I mean, still it, think that's inflated. Like I said, I think their records are, are a little inflated. You look at that Eagles schedule; they haven't played anybody. They like playing a bunch of mediocre teams and winning, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at the Eagles!" Yeah, yeah, who, they ain't playing anybody. So who who would you say would is who do you have the most faith to make the Super Bowl in the NFC the NFC this year? Ooh. I I don't know. I don't even know. The 49ers. I I think that's probably the case. Yeah. They're the I, only I, team that at their core has been there before. And like, well, not that's not true. The Rams have just last year, and they're always good. But I just don't think the Rams are as good as the Niners this year. Like, if you'd ask me this, if it's the same situation last year, I'm saying the Rams because I thought the Rams were a better team. But especially now that the 49ers got Christian McCaffrey, like they're very clearly like better than everybody else in the NFC. And with yeah. Jimmy G and with that coaching staff, and they still got that defense and Debo Samuel, you know, they still got all those pieces so that, that have gotten them to the Super Bowl in the past. I have no reason to think that I would have most confidence in the 49ers. I I think I would agree with that. I mean, yes, the Eagles have the seven and all undefeated start. I I don't know how much faith I have in them. I have very little faith in Minnesota. I mean, yes, they're they're playing great. I think top to bottom, San Francisco has the most talent. I think they have the most offensive upside. I think their defense can play better. The the Buccaneers aren't doing anything. Tom Brady should never have came came back. No. And he got his divorce. So. Yeah, he probably should have just stayed retired and, and married. 
yeah you would you would think so um packers i i think they're one game away from being done yeah if i'm gonna say it right now i think i'm gonna take the 49ers and the bills in the super bowl yeah yeah that's that's almost like too obvious i know you know but I mean, you could, yeah, the Chiefs are out there, obviously. I I just think the Bills, I I think it's the Bills year. I, I really do. Yeah, they're just a, such a complete team. Yeah. Um, so we, we mentioned the, uh, uh, Bradley Chubb trade. Any other trades stand out to you? Well, they make an impact this year. The Eagles getting uh, Robert Quinn from the Bears. That's just more proof that they're, you know, not only are they 7 and 0, but they're still making moves and trying to really tighten up that roster. And like, just because I have the most faith in the Niners, and I also know that the Eagles haven't played anybody good and won't until Tennessee. Well, I guess they did beat Minnesota week two and they did beat Dallas a couple weeks ago. So not like they have no wins, but they don't play another winning record team till Tennessee in December. So they could easily go into week 13, like 12 and 0 or something, you know, or eleven and zero, I think it would be at that point. Yeah, I mean, looking at their schedule, they they easily could do that. But then they play Tennessee, New York, Chicago one week, Dallas again, New Orleans, and New York again. So, if New York's for real, we'll, we'll, we might see something a little more interesting in the second back half of the season. But it looks like Philly's just going to have home field advantage this year with this hot start. Yeah, it's it certainly appears that way cuz I mean outside of Minnesota there's no other team in the NFC. Well, da- Dallas, New York have 6 wins. Minnesota has 6 wins. Philly has 7. Seattle has 5. Everyone else is 500 or below in the NFC. Yeah. That's I mean I mean Wa- Washington's sitting at 500. It's there's just a lot of bad football being played in the NFC this year. Yeah, a lot of teams got to tighten it up. So let's us tighten it up and take a look at what we're going to be watching this week. All right, let's do it. Uh, We have one second. Uh, we have the aforementioned after uh, Georgia Tennessee game. I think we kind of broke broke down uh, all the college games worth watching, but we have NFL side, uh, Philly Houston, uh, Amazon primetime. Again, Amazon is 
not getting a lot of great games this year, but uh, we got Green Bay going into Detroit. We got uh, Dolphins going to Chicago. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Hopefully everything uh, we goes well. Tennessee going into Kansas City Sunday night. Uh, the Rams going to Tampa Bay. We got Seattle going to Arizona. Don't forget uh, Bills Jets. Bills Jets. Actually yes. a game between teams with ring, winning records. We yes. only got a couple of those this week. Titans Chiefs uh, too. We got uh, Baltimore and New Orleans uh, Monday night. Yeah, it's not a bad Monday night game. I mean, no, the Saints it coming should be off. Enter- a- it should be entertaining at the very least. Yeah, Michael Thomas, I think, is suiting up, so maybe we'll get to see him play this year. Uh, your buy teams this week uh, for fantasy purposes, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the New York Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco all have buys this week. So for your fantasy players out there keep that in mind make your adjustments accordingly and then next week we will have a college basketball preview for you uh the schedule starts sunday i believe is that correct jason uh the ninth so the college basketball starts november 9th november 9th okay well, I've got the seventh here. Oh, well, see, let's get down to the bottom the of this. Oh, maybe that's uh, the official start. The, the first uh, ranked games, yeah. None of these games are really... Uh... Let's see here. Yeah, it looks like Wednesday the 9th is the official opening. And yeah, so we'll have a we'll have our college basketball preview next week. Yeah. Talk about all that. Um other than that, we have uh game 3 of the World Series uh starting right about now first pitch should be. Uh we got basketball going on. We got hockey going on. We got football going on. Mm -hmm. We got all the sports happening. And then that time of year, we're a few weeks out from uh, the World Cup, the men's World Cup in Qatar this Mm -hmm. year. So we'll uh, we'll touch on that uh, coming up. Other than that, uh, enjoy your uh, smorgasbord of sports. Your sports board. Yes. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. We love you very much. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys.